Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. I am Doug Wagner. I'm Marcus Destin. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. I think we need something after that. It's like, I'm Marcus Destin. I'm black. <laughs> it's a little weird think... in this video format because if you were like, I'm Marcus Destin and I'm white, they'd be like, yeah. oh! But they, if... could, they, could be con- they could be convinced easily. They, yeah. yeah, I mean, we could do voices if we wanted, but it would probably get us <laughs> off the air pretty fast. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> this is probably the wrong time to do, like, it's oh. just too much time and everybody's yeah. watching. Everybody yeah. has nothing but time on their hands. Because, I mean, I thought a lot of, I think a lot of people were like, oh, man, the coronavirus, the best thing that's going to happen for us is that maybe some of this racist stuff's going to die down. And it did not. Nope. It actually got worse. All it did was <laughs> ramp the hell up. It was like, all right, right. y'all are just, y'all are bored as hell. I saw a video today. Once again, as you should know, this is not a political podcast, but sometimes we're a political it is podcast. Not. Um, but... I saw a video of a cop trying to get into a building that was like trying to, that was violating the social distancing rules. And it was just literally, I was, I looked at the video three times. It was just a whole bunch of older white people guarding the door. There was like, just, just stayed and would not let him in and was like surrounding him. And it looked like he was about to get beat up, but yet he didn't pull his gun. And I was like, huh, interesting. That's, that's all I had for that video. Probably because they were old white people, right? Why are people so persistent? There was there was also another video of people like protesting of like opening up the gyms, and they were literally doing the things that they could do at home to protest. Like they got, they're outside the courthouse doing push-ups, doing squats, and like everything. And I'm like, you can do this at home. Why are you protesting? <laughs> this doesn't make sense for you to protest, open up the gyms, for you to do exactly. I'm not getting pushed. This doesn't even make this doesn't make any sense at all. The corona's got people tripping. That's the bottom line. Bottom yeah, line. Absolutely. We're living in a purge. Ooh. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not yet, but like probably. Anyway. We're we're headed there probably. We are in week seven, I think. I've lost track of the weeks now. I we're in week seven of uh the uh coronavirus, the Rona keeping us indoors. Uh how you holding up? I'm I'm okay. Started work again, so they kind of got me into a new routine. Um, yeah. Work is pretty That's much good. just like home, though. Nobody's nobody's there. It's just like instead of sitting by yourself at home, you're sitting by yourself at the muck, oh, huh? That's it for like three hours, and I'm just like, yeah, there's nobody here. Like, right. it's it's kind of strange. Like, it people doesn't help that by, you have but, to like sit and quiet. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, because you can't. We, you know, you don't turn, you don't want to like turn the TVs on and think anybody's like there. So like you get there and you sit there and it's literally you can hear a mouse fart. Like that's right. how quiet it is inside <laughs> of there. Like it's, it's it's abnormally quiet. But I'm I'm cool though. Right. I'm cool. All right, that's good. It, that's so good. I got a new routine going. Got a haircut. Good. Um, so I feel a lot good. better. I was gonna say you look like you were a little more trimmed. Yeah, it was rough. Your beard was, looks better. Rough. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It looks I was a lot better. Yeah. Ooh. Good. Well, that's good. Glad things are going well on your end, especially now. That yeah. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, it's starting. I mean, it's starting to kind of. And we're starting to get creeper creeping closer, getting us back to work. Um, the gym has reopened up with some new guidelines and social distancing orders and stuff like that. And so I'll get back a little bit into that routine next week. 
um, mm. you know, obviously so long as it feels safe and so on and so forth. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's going, it's going well. I mean, I'm kind of ready to have, I'm kind of ready to have uh, my life, uh, my kids not around me all the time. And I'm ready to kind of get back into my life a little bit. Um, it's, yeah. it's hard, man. I mean, it's really, I mean, not so, because now we're starting to get into planning for next fall, like opening and what the building's yeah. going to look like and programming and all that jazz. And so, you know, when it was the end of the semester, it was just, it was easier to kind of chip away and block off chunks of time. And now it's like, well, there's more, I mean, there was stuff I was supposed to work on, but now there's more stuff I have to work on that has, that that's yeah. a little bit heavier and important. Yeah. So it's just been a little crazy. So yeah, ready to get back at it. At least we're not in California. California's got three more months. They're, they're locked down till July. So, yeah. you know, no, I feel like you. we'll get there. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do I want to be California and play it safe or do I want to go back out and, and hope everybody's yeah. okay? I don't know which it's kind of like the six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. So we'll right. see. I mean, that's all we could do is wait it out, I guess. Right, exactly. And again, take care of yourself. Wash your hands, wear a cloth mask when going out in public, social distance, that stuff. I think if you can keep that stuff going, I mean, you really control what you can control, right? Yeah. You can control yourself. Sure. That's about it. So, um, cool. Well, let's get after it. Let's get into the, let's get into some movie stuff. So this is a, uh, a movie review episode, um, and we're bringing back some, we want to just touch on some news. So we're going to hit you with our top two. So Marcus, what's your top two pieces of movie news for that you've heard over the course of the past week? Um, things that I'm pretty excited about, uh, actually. So Percy Jackson, they just announced a Percy Jackson series for Disney plus, um, for any, for those of you that are familiar with the Percy Jackson series, um, it is kind of, it is about that demigod Greek mythology, but it's based like it's surrounding the lives of their children, like their teenage children. And so basically coming into their own, there was two movies that came out way, well, like years ago. Um, that I fairly enjoyed those two movies, but for some reason they never yeah. continued that route. And so it's kind of exciting to see that they'll be doing a series, which I think can fit this story a little bit more and allows you to develop characters a little bit more as opposed to trying to squeeze in a thousand things into one film. So that's pretty exciting. Disney Disney Plus seems to be really diving into the content field. Like sure. there, there's been a lot of announcements about different types of content, different series coming. And so I'm excited for that, but that was one. And the other one was the uh, Superman and Lois TV show. Um, oh. so the C, yeah. The CW has just, they released like a full listing of TV shows that they got coming up. So they got like a Walker, Texas Ranger reboot, Superman sure. and Lois. Um, they have the swamp. They have a uh, swamp thing. They're oh, bringing cool. that series to CW. So that's really cool. Of course. Yeah, it is really, it's really dope. So, the CW has some sleepers, and they have a lot of really good TV shows on there. If you're really still into watching TV shows every week and really catching yeah. things like The Flash and that kind of stuff, that's the dope part. So those are my two top news for the week. What about you? Sure. First one is uh, a trailer dropped this week for the movie. Um, I want to look it up and get it right. Um, trailer dropped for uh, this new movie with Pete Davidson, um, which uh, looks... The King of Staten Island? Yes. And I watched the trailer for it, and I am really, really, really excited about it. Just yeah. as a movie, because I think, I think it's going to touch on some really heavy stuff, but I think it's going to do it in that Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson kind of way, where it's like we're able to use humor as sort of a rubber sword to make a mother, like to make a point, but not make people upset. So 
I'm really just excited. It looks like it's going to be one of those kind of similar to funny people. If you ever saw that with Adam Sandler, where it's a, mm -hmm. it's a funny movie about a comedian, but there's some really dark underground stuff to it too. So sort of a dark yeah. comedy, really excited about what that looks like and what that'll be. Um, the other piece of movie news is they dropped some, I mean, they did some interviews with um, Robert Pattinson from Batman about just what he's been doing. And basically what he said is he's not doing anything. He said he's not trying to keep himself active or in any type of shape just because it's stressful enough trying to think about what he's going to do. Um, so he said that he's really not trying to focus on that because it's just too much pressure with everything else going on. And he's like, I'll have enough time to get myself back into that shape and to hit it really, really hard. But he's not following any trainer advice while he's in quarantine. That worries me because the director just said that everybody should be keeping up with their, yeah. which is funny because Seth MacFarlane had an interview with Jimmy Fallon and he was yeah. talking about how the Orville got shut down in their third season mid, like cut as they were recording mid season. So he made a joke about yeah. how one shot for the third season, you'll have the regular shot. And then the next would be 10 people with like 10 to 12 pounds, like in addition from the Corona, like from yep. being in quarantine. So yeah. I think for a lot of films, you're going to see that. I hope, I just hope he takes it serious. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I hope he so. He has to know how, how serious this Batman role is. He has to know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would really like to think that, I mean, he's going to have to dial it back in. But if it, what my fear is, is that it's going to be kind of like he's on call. He's got like a red phone in his house. And the director's going to call him up and be like, we're getting after it. Get on a plane. And he's going to have to, he's not going to have any lead time to do some no. squat thrusts and crunches to get himself back in shape or whatever it is he does. Like yeah. he's not going to have any time. Like he's just going to have to go. What type of shape? I wonder what type of shape he was in. You right. know, usually we get a glimpse of, we got a glimpse of, of Christian Bale when, you know, that, that post Bane fight, we saw how big he bulked up for a film. And we all know Christian Bale is a, he's very much so a method actor. He dives into yeah. these roles where he um, either loses weight or gains weight. But, like, I wonder where he is now and what Bruce is supposed to look like. That's yeah. the thing that interests me of what kind of Bruce Wayne will we have. So, yeah, yeah. whatever. Makes I me, we'll makes me a little nervous. Like you said, makes me a little nervous, but interesting to say the least that there's somebody yeah. who's just kind of ignoring it. So For sure. So, cool. Oh. Top two, just to get us a little taste until we get till next week. So we really were excited about this next feature we're adding. So we're trying uh, to make the podcast uh, better. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. That was me. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, did you have with random something? noises? No, random, random noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're really trying to make the podcast better, and we're very excited about this Nets feature. Um, we're gonna add a quiz element to our podcast. We're kind of trying to come up with a fun name for it, but um, stump the black and white folks, I guess, is what it's it's supposed to be. Um, and this is an opportunity where we're gonna actually invite guests to join us for a small segments of our podcast. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, basically quiz them, see what they know about movie news, or if they have a quiz for us and they want to see if they can stump us either way. Um, but right now, Marcus and I are going to do it with each other with a little, uh, a little quote. Uh, so it's going to be called guess name that movie just based off the quote. So Marcus, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? I think you should go first. All right. That is fine. I will absolutely go first. Um, are nice. you ready, sir? I'm ready. Okay. So I'm not going to give you any information. I am okay. literally just going to read it and you see if you can tell me what the movie is. Okay. Are you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Don't you see the danger, John, inherent in what you're doing here? 
Genetic power is the most genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you'll wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. Fuck. This is a sci-fi something. Um is it Jurassic Park? It is Jurassic Park. Ah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look at Which, you. Uh, is, that, is that one? Is that Jurassic Park one? Yep, Jurassic Park 1, 1993. Uh, Can you right, guess the right. person who says it? That's going to be hard. Can you guess the person that says it? It's this. But you will. Like if I, it's the guy with the um, with the amber cane. He, that's who he's talking to, but that's not the person who said it. Ah, oh, man. Because that character's name is John Hammond. Hammond. So he says, don't you see what I mean, you're doing here, John? So that's who he's talking to. Is it the guy that, the, the guy that doesn't like dinosaurs? He's the, these. He's essentially the, the the adventurer of the film. You mean, I don't, what is, I don't know. Uh, okay, so Dr. there's. Ian, I'll tell you. Yeah, How about just, that? I'll bail you out. Dr. Who's Ian it? Malcolm. So it's, um, it's what's, hold on. It's what's his name's character. I can't believe I don't remember this. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's character. Ah, that's, that's not who I thought it was. Yeah. That's not who I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, that's my cool, cool, cool. Hey, good job. I'm impressed. You got that like right away. Hey, thank you. I, you know that is one of my favorite movies. I think we talked about that. Like, that yeah, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies. So yep, yep. Um, it must be like embedded in my head because I just was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, my turn. You got me. Are you ready? Yes. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice chianti. Okay, so that is Dr. Hannibal Lecter Sorry. in the Sorry. Silence Sorry. of the Lambs. <laughs> That was that was really good. Yeah, you got that one. That was that, I felt like that was kind of spot on. Once you get to the, once yep. you get to the the fava beans and the chianti. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So a fun good. fact about that is I listened to a I listened to a podcast where they talked about um, like his role in that movie and how mm -hmm. it was like it was scary, but it was scary because he played him as kind of a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, and it was that portion because right after that he goes. <laughs> Like yeah. right after that in the movie, yeah. that yeah. was improvised. He did not, he was, Ugh. that was not something that was scripted. So if you, so there's a, okay, we like to plug other podcasts, but there's another podcast that's great called Unspooled, where they talk about really, really good movies, like the AFI mm -hmm. Top 100. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, they did a little bit of a feature on like his work and his choices that he made with that character. And it's nuts to hear about. Damn. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Damn. Cool. Okay. Well, I was hearing those kind of facts about actors improvising our favorite mm -hmm. moments because you're yeah. like, man, the director really had it, and you're like, no, that's no, that's one of those didn't. moments you have to credit the actor. Yeah, because so, I mean, he could have gone and played that like super dark and super mm -hmm. aggressive, and it yeah. would have been scary. But the fact that he plays it so flat, like, mm -hmm. and you can't like, it's hard to read him, and he plays it so like mental, and he talks like so quiet, mm -hmm. it almost makes you more scared of him because you're like. No, this is a dude who talks like he's done this before and he's really calm yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy though. Cool. Look. Awesome. Right, man, that was good. Yeah. So if you are interested in being a guest on our podcast and attempting to stump us or you want us to stump you, uh, just shoot us a Facebook message, shoot us a, a text, what have you, um, and we'll kind of go from there. But we're excited to introduce that into the podcast. So Awesome. Well, let's get into this week's movie. Marcus, it was your pick, so you get to tell us the movie and the rating scale this week. All right, everybody. So this week, um, we had a really dope, it was actually a really uh, really dope film. I actually watched it twice, 
I think I watched it twice, which is kind of hard for me because I don't watch a lot of Netflix. But um, yeah. we watched this week. We watched Extraction, uh, which is available yeah. on Netflix. If you have a Netflix, if you are subscribed, you can go ahead and watch that right now. You can pause this, go and watch it, um, and then listen to our review. Yeah. Um, so Extraction uh, stars Chris Hemsworth. Uh, it is directed by Sam Hargrave and produced uh, producer credits to Chris Hemsworth and Anthony Russo. And this week's, um, what are we calling it, a grading scale? This week's grading scale is going to yep. be The Mummy <laughs> 1 versus tomb of the dragon emperor <laughs> so i wanted to keep it in the same movie <laughs> series genre uh, yeah to oppose two very opposing ends of movies oh uh, yeah absolutely absolutely so your good movie is so, the mummy and your bad movie yeah. is tomb of the dragon emperor okay tomb of the right. featuring jet Li for some strange reason it's just, <laughs> yeah there you go but yeah mummies so, exist here we go that's mummies, all i got mummies exist in china that's why um Cool, awesome. Can we just you, like, that movie was just terrible. God, it was bizarre. Was terrible. It was weird. I mean, there were Yetis it in it. Unnecessary. Yeah. He kept switching. He was trying. At one point, I feel like he was a dragon, which I didn't quite understand. But yeah, yeah. this sounds like something Josh Whedon would do. Probably. Um. All right, Marcus. Do you want? <laughs> do you want to give us your uh, your synopsis of this particular movie? For sure. So. Um, basically, boom, this is what had happened. You got a movie about this ex-soldier, all right? Big, 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 white, big Australian man. He got mad tattoos. He's basically the Australian version of Jason Momoa. Um, so you basically got this guy, right? He's tormented. He's this good, he's this good guy, bad guy, tormented, split, because he made some bad decisions in the past and he's fighting some demons. Um, there's a situation that comes up that allows him to get some money, some, some extended money. He, they run this um, operation apparently, because you can tell this isn't the first time, um, where, he, you know, he can go in, do this thing, get some bread because he's the best of the best at what he does. I, right? um, get into the situation where this kid is kidnapped gotta return the kid okay um in that of course the process ain't as simple there's a whole bunch of shit that goes down you got um a mixture of the the kid who 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 who's um watcher or overseer it gets threatened by the kid's dad you know what i'm saying but he can't afford to pay the bill off so he gotta try to kidnap the kid from the kidnappers um and then in that you got the other drug lord who started the beef and stole the kid in the first place trying to get the kid back okay it's also several fifty thousand kids in the process who are soldiers to that drug lord trying to get the kid back so it's just a whole bunch of shit going on the police is corrupted everybody's corrupted corrupted all in the beautiful city of Bangladesh, um, it's just it's just a lot of shit going on. Like it's a very if you like action, yeah. this is what this yep. is about. Yep, and I feel like it's not like excessive Michael Bay action either. Like no, it was no. definitely it's not like everything explodes. It is very mm -hmm. I would say it makes an attempt to be as real as possible. Absolutely. I've never uh, I've never seen some shit as the as as former army and military folks will say uh but this yeah. seems to me like it was an attempt to make it as real as possible so um yeah I, it was very I, necessary action i did not realize that it was set in bangladesh right away so i tried to figure out where it was from and i my exact mm -hmm. one of my exact notes from this whole movie was i didn't realize that bangladesh had that much shit going on like you never hear about Bangladesh as the place people like. I mean, I was Brittany. 
So I watched, Brittany and I watched this and I asked her, she asked me like shortly after, she's like, where is this? And right away I was like, Southeast Asia, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Vietnam, Myanmar, Burma. Like it was something there. Cause that's the, the shit I expect to go down in Southeast mm -hmm. Asia. But then mm -hmm. when I found out it was Bangladesh, I was like, really? Yeah. Like I never heard yeah. that that was a thing. Anyway. They had a, they was, had a, scene, was, they had a scene where it was like, see how busy the streets are obviously right yeah and so it's nothing like it's nothing like america so they had a scene where there was a knife fight and literally they're waiting for a truck to pass by in the middle of the knife fight just because like nobody's stopping while these people are fighting everybody's no! just still, they're just like looking and they're just watching and i'm just like y'all just gonna spectate while this knife fight is happening yep. nobody goes up like hey 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 not here. Yeah. There's people yeah. around. <laughs> Everybody's no. just like, yep, fuck it. Let them work it out. Like two dogs. Just let them fight until they fix it. So. Let them fight. That's oh, what God. they said in Godzilla. Let them, let them fight. Let them fight. A random um, I don't know why I did a voice. <laughs> I don't know why I did a voice. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into it. What what worked for you? What was good? What did you like? Uh, there was actually a lot that I liked in here. I'm going to go more into the cinematography, like the shots of it. Oh, um, yeah. What I really enjoyed were these virtual reality type shots defined by my little sister, Mia. Um, we were watching okay. it and there was words that I couldn't put together of like how the shots felt, but it sure. felt like, it felt like when you put on a VR goggle and you're yeah. sitting there and you're like experiencing it in the yeah. car chases in particular, it felt like I was sitting in the backseat of the car. Oh, sure. Um, so like POV. Every moment. Yeah, it felt very much like a POV, Call of Duty type. Like yep. if you play these first person shooter games, this is what it felt like. But more than that, it felt like the um, the motion of the vehicles, the motion of the camera made me feel like when they're running, I'm running. Like I'm almost just as tired mm -hmm. of just looking at the film because it's like once the action starts, it's boom, 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 boom. It, it goes right yep. into it. So that was one of the things that I really enjoyed. Um, and we'll go back and forth. Let, let's go back and forth with yeah. the yeah. Uh, things that we thought worked. Uh, what I thought worked, to be honest with you, is I'm going to go and piggyback off what you said, the cinematography. I thought the framing of stuff was really well. I thought there were some really pretty shots in this movie. Like, I thought that there were some really, like, yeah. it was well-framed, it was lit well. It just looked really, really good. I mean, right off the gate, the piano scene where that kid is playing the piano and the shot sort of is yeah. down towards the bottom, but then it kind of pans up a little bit. I just thought that that was really, really well done. And then they even yeah. used similar framing styles to, to kind of evoke the same feeling that you were had. Mm -hmm. So like that same shot of looking at the kid at the piano was very similar to the shot of Hemsworth looking out his front door when he's in Australia. Like they look mm -hmm. and feel very similar and they're framed similarly. So mm -hmm. I just think it was an interesting choice and I really, really liked it. I thought it was well done. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who and this was and this was Sam Hargrave's first time directing. This was his debut. Mm -hmm. So I thought sure. that with that being said, if he's responsible for these kind of shots or um creating this vision, um I, you know, I give very big kudos to him. It's been a while since I felt like that about sure. an action film, and this very much so felt like an action yeah. film. No, it's not going to win an award. It, I'm not expecting it to win any type of award or big award, but sometimes I want to get back to movies just being enjoyable movies. Like, and the awards sure. happen second because the movies are just so good. So I just felt like this was very good. It didn't go looking to be an award-winning project. It was just very, very good. So um, it was great opening action. Yeah, like I said action throughout. One of the other things that I enjoyed was the character development. Um, yeah, 
they didn't give it to you all at once but then when they did give you the little bit i enjoyed the scene with ov which is the little kid mm -hmm. um, that got kidnapped and tyler which is chris hemsworth character um i enjoyed that scene of them in the bedroom and him watching over Ovi while he's sleeping, but Ovi's asking him questions about, like, basically dissecting him about what, why yeah. are you like this? Why did this go so wrong? And they have this kind of connection about Chris Hemsworth right. or Tyler feels disconnected from the world because of the decision he made with, you know, his kid and leaving his kid while his kid fought. Was it lymphoma? Or yes. Yep. Lymphoma. It was, it was, yep. It was, it was lymphoma. So Chris, he, Chris volunteers to go back to war um, while his child basically and his is fighting lymphoma and then dies while he's away. Um, yeah. And Obi says that, you know, so basically I'm this package. So my father treats me just like a package too as well. Like nobody really cares about Obi, but they just treat him like, you know, like he's this danger or he is this hot commodity that if anybody else gets their hand on, they'll have an upper hand about. So I, it wasn't too much, but it, but it wasn't, it was like just enough to get me involved in the characters and see like, okay, they actually do give a fuck. It wasn't Chris Hemsworth trying to fight. Um, right. You could, yeah. care, you could see that he cared. He, he, and it wasn't right. like, usually you get the separation between characters where if it's a kid and an adult, the adult is more like, shut up, you don't know anything. But it, it didn't right. feel like that in this movie. No, and it was definitely, you could tell that there was a bond that developed over time because right away it was very cold, like put this on, do what I say, you'll be fine. But by the end, I mean, especially that scene that you just talked about where, I mean, shortly after that, Ovi shoots Chris Hemsworth's friend, brother, not yeah. exactly sure, um, but shoots him um, and then starts crying. And there's this really like warm editing from your phone or computer, super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own, po own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. This movie that worked for me that I thought was really well done um, was just the action itself. Mm -hmm. because in sometimes in action movies they tend to protect the main like the main protagonist and they can yeah. tend to like make sure that they're not really touchable or they do things that are really really fantastical and i gotta be honest with you they put hemsworth through the goddamn ringer in this like there was that fight scene that hey, was in the middle of the they, street they fucked him up yeah i mean he was in the middle of the street and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this car just comes out of nowhere and just runs him over, like just hits him. And I was yep. like, oh, shit. Yep. And I just, and typically in action movies, you don't see that. I mean, to contrast this with something like, let's give you an example, like Bad Boys. I mean, the two, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, didn't really get as beat up in Bad Boys as Chris Hemsworth did. And it was a similar type situation. So I just thought that it was really yeah. interesting to see that choice and to really make it a little bit more raw um, and how it goes. Um, so I was really impressed with the action and I thought it was well done. It wasn't over the top. It was just the right amount for me because I'm not a big action movie guy, but I thought that was really well done. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something that worked for me. Yeah. I thought that, I think that that's a dope, that's a dope, um, that's a dope thing to take note of because usually we wait until the end of movies to see a character get really, really beat up because they do, right. they do make characters seem invincible. But what made this war movie or action movie seem realistic was Chris was pretty beat up the first night scene that we get. 
Um, oh, where yeah. Just his arm was in a shit. sling. And, his, yeah. yeah. Arm was in a sling. Um, he took a couple knives. He took a couple, like, stabs, like, to the to the chest yeah. area. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was pretty – it was pretty bad. And so I think that makes it more realistic. Um, so yeah. that was, it just, that was pretty it dope. It should be surprising because I looked up – I looked up the director um, and actually one of the interesting things about Sam Hargrave is Sam Hargrave is famous for being a stunt double. Really? Like he was a stunt double on, yeah, he was a stunt double on the Wolverine. He played Hugh Jackman. Listen to some of these other credits of things that he did where he was a stunt double. So, um, so he did, if you go all the way back, um, he was a stunt double for Gambit and Victor uh, Gambit and X Men Origins Wolverine. He was a stunt double for um, in the movie Transformers. He was a stunt double in um, what else? He was a stunt double in Green Lantern. A stunt double in the Avengers. He basically stunt doubled for Captain America. So it's not it, it's not super surprising that he mm. shot it and made the choices he did with the action. He was like, I'm a stunt double. I know how to do this well to make it mm. look as real and as raw as possible. So mm. I think that that's where, if you're going to do an action movie, get a stunt double to, to, if they have the ability to direct like Sam does and they have the desire to, get him to do it. Because, man, it's, it's going to look dope. That is, that's phenomenal. And he's been a part of some some big, pretty big films in general. Those are pretty big yeah. films that you name, whether they flopped yeah. or whether they did not yeah. flop. Um, those are huge, huge money, films to be a part of. Yeah, and he's, that means he's, he's hung around a lot of directors. So that means yeah. he's been taking in a lot of knowledge. He's been taking in and just watching and analyzing, but somebody trusted him enough to be like, no, he gets it and he can do this. So yeah. I think that's I mean, pretty dope. He's been, he has been a stunt double and in the business for action movies since 2005. So for yeah. the past like 15 to 14, 14 to 15 years, he's been literally watching, observing and seeing how it goes. Um, and even most recently with Avengers Endgame, he was a stunt coordinator. So he helped figure out the stunts for folks on that. So he has his chops and knows what he's Pretty doing. Good. So, But I think that that choice showed itself in that action that was there because I thought it was really, really cool and really, really well done. That's pretty boss to, to go to go from a stunt person to even go to a stunt coordinator in Avengers Endgame. That's a huge yeah. film. Right. Um, yeah. and, and and I can see why Anthony Russo may have given a producer credit. I can also see why Chris Hemsworth. I see the relation yep. now. Um, not yep. to say that they gave him an advantage, yeah. but I but I think that is dope. I think that that's yeah, very, very dope. Like, um, I really want to do this. It's a passion project. It'd be fun to do. Would you guys be willing to help me out? Um, and I'm sure for directing, Russo gave him some pointers and was like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Like, let's walk oh, you through yeah. this and make sure you do it well. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. And Chris, as an actor, of course, I had to give him some credits too. Shout out to Chris Hemsworth for finding a good genre that fit him. Um, he, he, he manages to balance being Thor and still being Chris Hemsworth outside of being Thor. I thought this um, and I think that that's hard thing. to do. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Chris Chris Hemsworth does a good job of being more than a pretty face. Like mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. he's he's cast in these action movies, but I think he's he's different than what happened to um with some of these other like pretty boy stars that were in exactly. action who that were in action movies and then ended up doing something like silly. Like if you think about um Oh shit! What's his name? 
not to bring G.I. Joe back up, but the, he went from doing G.I. Joe to doing Magic Mike. I mean, that's Damn, he was originally in the business. Damn. Yep, to be Tatum was in the business to be a big, bulky action star, and it literally was like his highlights are not action movies. They're comedies, because I remember him from 21 and 22 mm-hmm. Jump Street, which are hysterical, but he's not known for being this, like – Chris Hemsworth has found the genre and has made it work for him and maintained that by making sure he picks things that work. Yeah. But you can, and you can also see that in um, the female, the Ghostbuster, the most recent Ghostbusters yeah. film. Um, and you can see that he could still be, he's a funny guy. Um, yeah. He doesn't, he steps out of that. Um, just a strong, like you said, a pretty face. Cause he seems to have a sense of humor as well right. as, you know, He's this attractive person that you can put on the screen and he can also battle. He can carry an action film just yeah. by his stature alone. And um, sure. I, I thought that that was just, I don't know. I thought that was pretty dope. So shout Good. out to Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, Anything else that worked for you? Yeah, it was, I had one of the scenes in particular, I, I'm going to go more specific scenes now. Um, a couple okay. of the scenes that I really, really enjoyed was the fighting the kid scene. And oh, the reason yeah. that I enjoyed this was because um, <laughs> he, Man, you could see the switch in his character. In the first fighting scene, yep. they have this kid who's trying to shoot him. And he just takes the gun from the kid, and he tells the kid, go. And the kid just leaves. As the film progresses, this Indian drug lord sends out all of these kids who are his, like, a part of his army, essentially, right? right. Um, and he, there's a scene in the alley where there's a group of five kids trying to kill Chris Hemsworth on a motorcycle. Yep. But they have bags over their hair, their faces covered. So he's thinking that they're adults. But so he, at one point, he switches and he doesn't shoot any of these kids intentionally. No. He does not <laughs> knife them, harm them, but he beats the fuck out of these kids. He beat the hell <laughs> yes, out of them. Does. Like he knocked, um, what was it? What his name was? Farhad? Um, he knocked Farhad with a car. He's, no, he slapped him. He slapped the shit out of him. He slapped, he slapped him so bad that he went to the uh Farhan went to the drug lord and was like, "Listen, he made he embarrassed me. You can take you can cut off my second finger. Please allow me to go back out there and shoot this motherfucker cuz he slapped the piss out of me in the alley and I just can't I can't have that." Yeah, my quote while watching it that I wrote is he slapped the weird-looking boy. Like he just he just like and then that one kid like he was down on the ground and he grabs him by the leg and like throws yeah. him into a car. Yeah. Like he yeah. beat the shit out of these yeah. poor children. Like bad. So yeah, he, he I threw a motorcycle that that on one of their legs. It was bad. yeah, yeah. He was, just, but again, that level of restraint because he is the best at what mm-hmm. he does. It would have been nothing for him to just put a bullet in each of them. But because they were kids yeah. and because there's that backstory of like what went on with his own kid, he made a choice. And I thought that that was really, really cool and really, really well done. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. that yeah. Was one scene I enjoyed. Um, and then the other one, obviously I already said the car chase scene. I really enjoyed these scenes because um, they did well with the, with the proper use of their surroundings. Yep. Um, just the car chases, they didn't restrain themselves to one area. It just felt like it was a free flowing, like an actual car chase. Like, if we're really in this type of situation, I'm not going to restrain you to, yeah. you need to like be on this cute little road with all these nice shots yeah. or anything like that. No, um, it they just really did well with having these alternative shots, and it was so much going on that you really felt like you were in the vehicle. Um, and so yeah, you thought I just you were there. Thought that, I just really wanted to. Highlight 
highlight those two that uh, highlight those two those two scenes. Yeah, I thought that that was really good. I agree. I think both of those really like made the movie um, and really helped a lot. Um, I mean, the rest of the action was good, but those two specifically were really really cool. Um, so. My, the last thing that I'm going to talk about that worked was I thought that they did a good job of casting a little kid, um, of casting a kid that could act alongside Chris, Chris Hemsworth. You know, this was a lower budget movie. They weren't going to want to get, they weren't want to, they weren't going to get some kid who had like really strong acting chops um, because mm -hmm. it's on Netflix and they probably spent a majority of their money on Hemsworth and action budget. But man, I thought we did a good job. Like, I don't think that there was yeah. ever a point. There's always a temptation in these old man saving a young kid style movies where the kid's annoying mm -hmm. and it's just mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah, but that I was didn't... the one thing. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine to jump in. I, I just didn't think that he was annoying at all. I didn't, I didn't ever say out loud, just shoot the kid so we can be done with it. Like I, because oftentimes in some of these movies, you're like, oh, shut up. Like, just yeah. shut up. Like, so this movie I thought did a good job of picking a kid that did a good job acting. And I think the writers did a good job of, of developing a back, like using a backstory from this because it was a, a short story. They get, did a good job of writing a script that could work for this kid's ability. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with um, us having these kid characters that are always asking a million questions. Like, I really, under, I really love the fact that Ovi... They set Ovi up so well. The real actor's name is Rude, Rude Rakash Jaswal, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. But shout out to him um, because they did well in putting Ovi in a situation where he was already kidnapped, and so yeah. it makes sense for you to already be kidnapped. Now everybody reacts differently to situations, obviously, but if yeah. Ovi's already been kidnapped and somebody's in to save you, and they tell you put this on, do this, do that, do this, I'm probably going to follow the person that just saved me. I'm not right. going to ask a million questions. Now, they also did a fairly well balance with when uh, Ovi's over when Ovi's overseer came in to try and kidnap him back. Um, he did yeah. start saying like, no, I need to go with him. That's the person I need to go with. And he's yeah. like, no, kids, you need to stay with me. And it just clicked with Ovi like, yeah, maybe yeah. this is not maybe this is the right person I need to just stay with and be with. So I enjoyed. I definitely yeah. agree. He was not annoying throughout the film. No, he was not at all. So I thought that that was well done. So anything else on your list of things that you felt like really worked that you want to talk about? Nope. We can go on to the bad points. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what didn't work. Uh, no. I'll start this one because I have a couple of things. Um, let's get to it. Really, really quickly, um, as much as I liked Ovi as a character, I thought it was goddamn ridiculous for the movie that this motherfucker is walking into a club when he is the son of a jailed drug dealer. True. Like he walked into a full blown bar mm -hmm. and we're all sitting here like, Oh man, he got kidnapped. kidnapped. If yeah. I was the security guard that got that news, I was like, well, saw this coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's very true. Him with his other three friends and putting his other friends at risk, because if you know who you are, of course I'm hanging out with you. Like that poor kid that was smoking the damn cigarette, man. That's the fuck. He's dead. Right. Like that's it. You're fucked. Right. And you okay, and you're gonna step outside for a cigarette break when you're at a club when you could literally be snatched by anybody at any point in time. Right. Well, sorry. Right. There's something about that that I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Right. 
Right. I get, but also, I guess it could have been a point that he's been doing this, so nothing has ever happened. But that's got to let you know that that's a problem because they knew where to right. find you. Oh, they yeah. They knew where to find you. <laughs> exactly where to find you. He's like, oh, he's about to take a smoke break. And I thought it was fucked up. The cop gave that line like, oh, you, you kids got a, a long life ahead of you. There's a whole life ahead of you. And then he shot him. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. Anything that didn't work for you? Yeah, I had a couple things, too. Um, the father-son relationship seemed very lacking. Um, he, sent, oh, sure. he sent out the security guard to go get his son. And I know that I realized that he made the line and made it the point to be like, he's not doing this for a ransom. He's doing this for embarrassment or whatever the case may be the other yep. the, when there was the two yep. drug lords going against each other but yep. still it just seemed like when when Ovi made that when Ovi made that reference that my dad treats me like a package there was never any reconciliation from that oh. uh-uh. um, it would just that. seem like the father really doesn't give oh. a fuck the overseer probably probably was the one that gave a fuck the most but yep. when, when Ovi went home after all this was over Tell me who's the one that gave a fuck about Ovi after this was over. Right. This kid's oh. literally been dragged through the streets of Bangladesh by a foreigner who, and he has, yep. and here's the other thing. He watched this foreigner shoot tens of hundreds of people <laughs> and yes. no one's like, hey, Ovi, you going to make it? Yeah. Like, all yeah. right, like, let's talk yeah. about this. There's yeah. none of that. It's just, no. now he's at a pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah, that was, although I did like this team. Fine, he went swimming. Yeah, but but yeah. I, what I also enjoyed is they didn't give us a, um, they didn't give us this white savior moment um, with Chris Hemsworth. They had an equal no. balance of the no. other, his overseer was equally trained, just not better than Chris Hemsworth's character. Yep. So I I enjoyed that you had this. Yep. You had Chris Hemsworth didn't come in and be this white savior, um, but he did come in and, um, you know, he was able to challenge the overseer, but the overseer was just as trained. Um, he just yeah. got the upper hand. And once he got hit by that truck, it was a wrap. It was over for the overseer. Couldn't do anything else. So that was safe. pretty cool. So yeah. I did. The father-son relationship was a rather lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought so. One other thing that I just thought was maybe not that it didn't work because I, I liked this movie. Like I thought it was good. So it's not enough for to ruin it. I just thought it was a missed opportunity. Um, they could have done more with the female character that shoots the drug lord at the end. I felt Truth. like they could have given us, like we didn't really understand the relationship that she had with Chris, Chris Hemsworth. It was literally like either he works for her or that's it. But I thought that there was an opportunity there to to develop that a little bit more and it didn't have to be much it could have been like a scene where it was like you know oh this will just be like south africa remember south africa like it, it could have been anything where they could have referenced a former extraction job that chris hemsworth did because there was this implication of a relationship but you never really saw it pulled out or talked about and i thought she was an awesome strong female character yeah. i mean she was a bad she was a badass bitch in this Ooh, movie yeah she was dope and Britney said that several times. Yeah, Britney, Britney said it out loud. She goes, ooh, she's a bad bitch. I was like, yeah, she's, she's <laughs> tough. So, so, like, I thought that this was... Love it. Love I it. That this was a great opportunity to have her as a strong female lead or a strong female co-supporting mm -hmm. like, like actress. And they just kind of let it go. Um, and I get it. it was, and it's not that the runtime was too long or they were trying to get under a time because this was an hour and 57 minutes, so almost two hours. They could have worked something in 
But I mean, I get it. That's not the point. But I just thought it was a missed opportunity. It is, it is swirling in my head. So I'm having a difficult time finding what I really don't like about it or what yeah. didn't work for me. Um, because I, I don't know. I, I just have all of that in mind as I'm thinking about it in totality. That sure. Yeah, that's fair. That that's completely fair. I mean, this is a, like we kind of talked about, this was a gateway movie, not just for the director and the writer, but for his whole family. I mean, Damon Wayans went on and did some really, really funny stuff mm -hmm. and was still acting just up until recently when they had that Lethal Weapon TV series. Mm -hmm. Like, that jumpstarted a career for not just him, but for everybody who was a part of this movie mm -hmm. going forward. So it's an incredible entry point for all of them. Um, so yeah, I, I can totally get that. What I struggle with in coming up with the bad is is really more of a it's it's more of a I, I want to say like a crisis of identity like I, I don't it's hard for me to say something like this is bad or maybe I just didn't get it hmm. does that make sense mm -hmm. like maybe right. there's something there where it's like I, maybe it's a joke didn't land but I'm not I don't want to write the movie off as like being like oh that's because it's bad I I want to generally say like. Oh, I probably am there's some there's something I'm missing yeah. like mm. culturally that I that I just maybe don't quite understand like the one the one joke that I had a hard time landing with me on um was the crabs joke okay where she loses her mind and she starts oh, talking cramps. was it cramps, it was or cramps. okay so it's it cramps. cramps so that's the other yeah. thing then I thought she said crabs okay. and I was like that doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me whatsoever I mean I get it they itch but yeah I don't know if that would be that bad. <laughs> Never had that bad of an itch before. So, <laughs> so I didn't realize it was cramps. So I get it, the itch. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, now I have to rethink that whole joke. Yeah, I have to yeah. rethink. I mean, I guess, yeah. Then now it makes sense, but <laughs> but at the time it just didn't land. <laughs> so that's hilarious. I mean, I get it, they itch. But, right, I get it, but they itch, but shit. That's hilarious. But for me, I kind of, to play off of that, one of the things I had a problem with, I'm, I'm with both of you. Yeah. That, um, I'm also young. There's things that I, oh, for you sure. know, there's there's things that I miss in my the identity of age, right? Yeah. That I can miss that I don't understand because I didn't grow up in that time period. Yeah. Um, And there's things that I just, you know, won't get because I just didn't have those experiences like, yep. in, in all those situations, right? You, you get a taste of it, but not sure. in depth of being in the 80s and growing up. Like yeah. parenting styles, the world changed as I got older where yeah. how I kind of started in the first half of my life. Yeah. Those things were no longer, quote unquote, accepted. Yeah. Right on the back end of my life or they changed the perspective on those things changed yeah, for sure. a lot moving forward. For sure. So one of the things I did have a problem with was the representation and misrepresentation of um, black women. Yeah. I agree with that. Women in general. Yeah. Because everything felt like um, from the scene in, with her in the bar. Yeah. It felt like that was kind of a, a dig at, at black women, you know, all, all they stuff be, fake excuse me all this stuff is fake yeah. there there wasn't a outside of the mama yeah there wasn't a role that felt strong enough i was trying to figure out the whole mydol cramp scene as well yeah Again, it's a it's funny crabs, scene it's cramps <laughs> it's a funny scene but i'm trying to figure out the connection of why that like it's right. is it a tie to ghostbusters ghostbusters that just came out the night before yep i mean the night i'm sorry the, the year same before. the year before sorry yeah. Yeah. so um is it a connection to Ghostbusters? What was the right. joke? Why yeah. is that? So for me, it felt like a better representation could have been 
given when it came to black women or women in general. Right. That may be the only if I'm and that's if I'm nitpicking and that's me as a man trying to Right. spot the spot the difference. Yeah. I mean it's definitely a hyper masculine movie for yes. sure. Like it's definitely, you know, this is iconic characters and I think that, and I hope and I say that hoping that Extraction 2 does the same thing. Um sure. don't pull a fucking tune of the Dragon Emperor. I hope that you, you know, that you bring these iconic characters back and that you develop yeah. them even more. So I'm going to give it a um, The Mummy Returns. Um, just a great, a good film, a nice, solid body of work that I can, it's a very rewatchable film. I, in fact, I think I yeah. rewatched The Mummy Returns more than I rewatched The Mummy. So, okay. yeah, that's awesome. where I'm at. Cool. That's, that's, that's an awesome recommendation. So, yeah, I would tend to agree with you. Like I said, it's very digestible. It's very watchable. Um it's got enough like plot points beneath the action that keep you hooked, um, but enough mm -hmm. action movie moving. So I thought it was yeah. really good. I thought that was good. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Uh, well, anything else that we need to say about this particular movie? No, go watch it. Um, yeah, go, go watch, watch it. it. Tell us what you think. We love it when you communicate with us. So tell us what you think. Also shout out to the Vermilion, uh, Vermilion theaters here in town. Um, oh yeah, usual, uh, we Shannon, love you Shannon, all. Shannon Cole's a listener. I know she told me, she, and she likes us. So your yeah. opinion doesn't matter. So, um, but go watch the film. It's you know I'm not gonna say it's free because everybody can't afford Netflix, but um, it is on Netflix. I recommend you go watch it. Watch it with a group of people um, and just take it for what it is. Don't go in there overthinking it. I'm not yeah. gonna tell you it's the best action film of the year. I'm gonna tell cool. you it's a great film to sit down, watch, and enjoy. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a good, I've got nothing else going on movie. Yep, yep. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in this week. Next week we'll be back uh, with a news episode, kind of giving you the rundown around Hollywood, comic books, the whole thing about what's been going on. Um, as always, recommend us to your friends. Uh, share this stuff. We're seeing some people are watching video versus listening to podcasts, totally fine. Um, but definitely recommend us to your friends. Um, and yeah, uh, subscribe, uh, listen to us on Spotify. You can find us wherever. Um, but yeah, and in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and take care of yourselves. And wash your butt. Yeah, especially your butt. Yeah, especially your butt. Um, we ain't supposed to be showing folk this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Interesting. I, I mean, never considered that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. There are things that if if life at home is not good you just whatever stays in what's what happened in this house stay in this house right that has always been the rule yeah like whatever goes on here you do not go to work you do not go home spilling the beans about like yo we got all these type of issues going on because it's not necessarily about the image of being perfect it's more so the image of i don't what is it yeah that's i'm i'm is curious it safety is it is it to keep people it, safe or is it to be perfect? Well, there there is this notion that we do have to be perfect in public, mm -hmm. um, sure. and we can be a mess behind closed doors. Huh. Um, but it's also a safety mechanism um, because anything that anybody knows about you and and your flaws, that's that's a way in to to doing you in or mm -hmm. I. Can get at you when I know where you're, where where you're, uh, where there's a chink in your armor, where you're right. weak. I can yeah. get you if I know that. Mm -hmm. right. So I'm gonna present this perfect persona, 
so that you don't know none of that and you can't say nothing about me. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I say that I think that's interesting because if I think about like moments in and things that I've been taught from my family is that principle of like you don't air your dirty laundry, mm-hmm. that was like my, my parents definitely ingrained that in me of like we just don't tell people the stuff that we're trying to work out at home. Mm-hmm. But what I mm-hmm. think is the added difference is there's no cult like I'm not rising to meet people's expectations that they already have decided about me. Like as a as a white person, I can be a mess and people are like, Oh, he's he's, he's just a mess. But if it's but I would imagine that if it's it's this almost this idea of like the world already thinks I'm less than mm-hmm. so if I add on top of that and air on top of that all the other shit I'm going with and going and having to deal with mm-hmm. it just it's it's giving people ammunition that they already have and adding fuel well, pro- to the or fire pro- yeah or proves them right right yeah right, it, right. It, 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 they feel justified in their means of right oh that's just another well I was right the whole time right and yeah. so that's what I think is diff is 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 interesting is because I grew up with the same principle but for probably the same reason, just without that significant cultural element to it, based on my privilege and my identity. You have to imagine the type of uh, the type of mental burden that gives you to feel like you have to be perfect all of the Holy time. Holy shit! I couldn't imagine like, it. Walking around like you have to, you have to be on a thousand percent of the time, and then when you go home, yeah, you can be off at home. But how often are you home, and how often are you outside? Like the balance right. is so off, and I think that that's a that's one of the things about once again one of those timeless messages of yeah, this is still something that people deal with today. Like being oh, yeah. here in South Dakota, you do kind of feel when you first get here the culture shock. You feel like that everybody's watching you, right? And that you the moment that you slip. Like I feel like that a lot too. Sure. Like they put, they can hold you to high esteem. You can speak well. You can talk well. But the moment that you slip, or the moment you show a little bit of emotion, sure. It's like and and there's a split in identity. There's, uh, the moment that a woman shows any passion, yep. or that she goes whatever, she, she's the angry black woman. Yeah. Or the moment that a man, he's an angry, you know, he's an angry black man, right. and and he lost his cool, he losing his mind. Right. So I, you know, I think that that's important to address, and that is what we're talking about when we talk about more than a movie. Like, right. Yes, yeah, the satire absolutely. is necessary. The com- the com- the comedy is necessary, right? Yeah. But once again, it's a coping me- mechanism, like. To, to be able to bounce back. Right. And I think that's that what makes this such a good movie and probably is indicative of its success at the box office is not just this idea of, oh, it's funny that appeals to all audiences, but if you really, if you're paying attention, there are some deeper messages that are there that, that are worth exploring. And again, like you've said, are still still relevant today. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, this is, that was great. Um, yeah, so that was... Um... That was one of my bad. The other bad was you just said it appealed to all audiences. One of my bad was it appeals to a certain audience, right? Oh, interesting. So like if you if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Sure. So you you miss out on sure. possible messages, possible points if you look at the title and it's like I'm going to get you sucker like you said get with a GIT yeah. or GE like whatever it is. Get versus get. You're right. Yep. So but it but it feels like <laughs> that you you miss out on a moment. Yeah, for sure. Because so it is for certain people, and it could be for like black men. Yeah. Where this is another movie like Shaft. Like, yeah. oh, this is for me. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily for anyone else, and maybe they don't, you know, catch yeah. it in there. So, yeah. How's that? Yeah, I think that's definitely interesting. And again, like I said, I walk by this at Blockbuster all the time and never felt comfortable enough picking it up. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's an excellent point yeah. of of it maybe not necessarily being for everybody. So yeah. So. 
If nobody else has anything, I let's do not. get into the ugly portion where basically ugly is a matter of perspective, right? Everybody. Sure. Yep. So in this matter of perspective, all of us are going to give our view of this movie. Sure. Is it is it good? Is it bad? How do you feel about it? Sure. And then tell me, is it worth the price of admission at your local theater here at Vermilion Theaters? Yeah. Here in Vermilion, we have the Vermilion Theaters, the Coyote Twin, and we support our local you, that's businesses. That's what you left, Lamont. That's what, yeah, you left us. You left us. And we pay, <laughs> we pay cheaper uh, ticket prices. And shout out to uh, Shannon. Shannon Cole. Shannon let us take pictures in there for some promo today, some videos and pictures inside the Vermilion Theater. Hasn't seen anybody's in there since uh, the corona started. So and we the, got to and the that. heat was on. And we were Hot. It was hot. And we was it was steaming. Yeah, I came was... in there with a hoodie, thinking it was gonna be cold like a typical movie day. And my man boots were sweating. It was bad. Um, but Lamont, <laughs> let's start with you. Let's get to the ugly. What do you think? How do you feel? Yep. And final thoughts. Yes. So this is for me is is worth the price of admission because um, if I'm going for the absolute absurd, insanely funny. Yep. Um, this is where I go. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this only this is a, this is a it only appeals to people that like those uh, like the the um, Leslie Nielsen movies. Yep. Um, what was uh, Naked Gun? Yes. Naked yes. Gun. Um, those Naked Gun movies. This is the the Michael Scott Dunder Mifflin. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That type of stupid comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they are presenting. It has a message in there, yep. um, and it's bringing you a message. But you have to be prepared for this type of stupid comedy. Yes. Um. Yep. Everybody can't handle that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that it, it it is for certain audiences. I'm one that has an appreciation for stupid comedy. Sure. Um, so I I like it. It is it, worth the price of admission. Um. I don't have any ugly on this. Okay. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Okay. Doug, how do you feel? Um, definitely worth the price of admission. I would watch it again. Okay. Like I would, I would watch it again. I would, if it were playing as like a throwback movie, you know, at Vermilion Theaters, like late on a Friday, Saturday night, like I'd find a babysitter and I might see if Brittany and I could go just because it is that level of stupid, stupid humor. There were jokes throughout all of this that, that's that that to me were like my bread and butter like they were they were jokes that like i i was like they wrote this for me because it's just that stupid <laughs> like especially the scene where chris rock is in the rib shop and he wants <laughs> just one how rib for a record, how for uh-huh. one rib? and then he goes into the soda he's like all right how much for a soda and he goes well can you just pour if i give you 10 cents can you just pour it in my hand like i thought that that whole joke was the funniest and yeah. he's like can you break 100 i was like that's funny yeah. like that's just yeah. well written yeah. that's just good humor and i i really really enjoyed it so like i said i'd i'd pay to go and see it at a late night throwback showing at the vermilion theaters if they were to do it um as far as the ugly is concerned and it's just throughout our conversation today like in what we've been talking about not something i thought about when i was watching it but i wonder and I'm curious to see what you all thought, not to you know extend the discussion longer. Do you feel, although, that in, I don't want to say lesser hands, but maybe a, a prejudiced audience that this may be the points that it makes, do you feel like maybe those might be lost on some people and it may end up confirming things that they already believe? Or do you think that that's, that's hard? Because that's my question is, like, if I'm thinking about it about somebody who maybe has um, – 
some racial bias, some prejudice that already exists in them, and they watch the young gang competition, mm -hmm. is that going to make the point that they need to make? Or is that just going to be like, oh, even they think it's funny? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I worry about that a little bit. Um, and I don't know why I worry about that. I mean, I do not worry so much that I didn't enjoy it. I loved the movie. I thought it was really funny. And like I said, I'd see it in theater. But just a thought that I had as I'm sitting back and reflecting on it, like, does it make... Does it make a point, and does that point swing both ways? I think it would. I, I think for somebody that is already biased and is thinking that way, um, probably won't ever see this. Sure, so, yes. <laughs> They'd be turned off by the box. Right. Like, yep, nope. That's true. <laughs> but That's if by chance, the wrong DVD was in the, in the wrong box, and they just popping it in, Yep. And they sitting there watching it like, oh, shucks, what is this? Yep. Then, yeah, they probably would think that, oh, yes, this confirms it. This, you know, this, yep. Yep. this, is, this ain't fake news. It's real. This is right. Yep. Yep. Going on. Um, so, you know, that, and, and there, there's a part of that that does happen, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the dangerous satire, though, too. I mean, I remember when. You know, Stephen Colbert had the Colbert Report, and people thought that he was being serious. Yes. So, I mean, I suppose that that's the trouble with a certain level of satire, and mm -hmm. this is a satire on black exploitation movies. So, not having the knowledge going in, I suppose that would be a big part of it. So, yeah, yeah that's a very good point I hadn't thought about. Yeah, um, I I agree. To answer your question, I do agree that um, my my thought is always, um, and I had to learn this from my parents that everything ain't for everybody. Right. Yep. Um, and so, like, there are certain messages that just over your head yep for it's, sure I, I mean as we see more more so lately like <laughs> the president says inject yourself with disinfectant some people take that serious oh, God. that's not even mm -hmm. satire that's just him being stupid Dumb. so like it's just like there's always going to be people that miss the mark yep, and sometimes sure. they have to go back and revisit yeah um things in order to understand them at a different time sure. in a different sure, place sure. right um but as far as the ugly i don't see the ugly i don't see any ugly in this sure um, it serves us, we here at Films in Black and White yep. love to remind people to take things as they are. Absolutely. Everything yep. is not going to be an Academy Award winning blockbuster movie. No. Sometimes a movie is just a movie and it's just meant for you to enjoy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And for this to be his first film, yep. then to lead to other films and offer other opportunities, you know, there is no ugly for here. I think uh, yeah. in this movie, I think that you watch it, you catch messages. It's a good movie that you can rewatch and catch different points at different times and different jokes that you may have missed and background stuff going on. So I don't see any ugly worth the price of admission. Right. I paid two ninety nine for it. I paid the same. Yeah. Two ninety nine yeah. for it and, and I felt like it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you watch it? On stars. Oh I no, I don't have stars. Oh. Look at you. You got, you got stars. Oh I I got his account. I have stars. Oh. Listen. <laughs> Shout out to Lamont for HBO Max. You missed your little air <laughs> that, horn there. That's, yeah, a, yeah, hold on, that's an me, air horn yeah, moment. Yeah, that is definitely like, an air yeah, that's horn a, Hold on, let me... Let me that's that's let definitely me. a... Shout out to... Yeah, that's a home Lamont run. Lamont gave me the HBO Max password, and I was able to watch the Justice League, the three-hour version of, yeah, of the Batman yeah. Superman. So, that's really cool. So, I mean, I don't have stars, so I've got... <clears throat> I've got... I've got... Jesus Christ. I've got... <laughs> Apple, so I just rented it through that. Okay. But like I said, it was worth the three dollars yeah, to rent it. it. Definitely yeah. worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Worth I do it. have a question for you though, Doug. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the scene where um, where he goes to the um, the Black Revolution um, off headquarters. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> what did, what did you think about that scene and what did you what things did you catch out of that? You did say you had something to say about that scene. Well, I mean, one I, I thought it was I thought it was funny and I didn't necessarily get it like I assumed that there was a cultural joke there about beans for example because the the bean soda and him going it's an acquired taste and part of me was like acquired for who? Like that's got to <laughs> taste like that's got to taste like shit regardless. Like that's got to be the issue regardless. <laughs> funny. Um I thought the interesting point of, like, we all showed up to protest and they all left with jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, th- I thought that was a funny point. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose there was there was something there, but I'm not exactly sure if I got it. Um, I also thought that the the only thing that I took from that is that the little girl from Jurassic Park was also in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was the <laughs> thing that I took from it the most, was I, I saw her and I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> Like, and I started, like, I was like, and, I, you. and you should have seen me. It was like a eureka moment. Like, I stood up from, from my couch, and I was like, Brittany, she was, that's the girl from Jurassic Park. And Brittany's like, oh, I know. I was like, what the? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Was there something greater there that I should have that I should have noticed that maybe I missed out so, on? So, there are things, like I said, there are details that are that are buried in this that you really have to listen to. So, when he calls his wife, and you're not expecting that he's gonna have a white wife, but right. he says, "Oh, here's my wife, Ophay Winch." I don't think people. Okay, so Ophay is an old, old term for white people. Okay. Okay. So if, if you go back and watch, um, uh, what's love got to do with it? Uh, okay. I, yeah. Ike is in the dressing room, and he said, "Them Ophays out there." Um, Got me second on the bullet. I'm I'm supposed to be first up there. It was a term that black people used to to talk about white. Sure. So that was her first name. Was, I did not know that. Was this term? And then winch, winch on top right. of that. Right. Yeah. Um, going back to the misogyny and all that of this. For whole sure. Right. Um, and then his son's name is Whitey. Mm-hmm. Yep. As he talks about the white trash getting shot by white trash. <laughs> And Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln got shot by another piece of white, white trash. Tra- a white trash from a cabin in, in, in Illinois. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it, it, there were there were those things that were buried in there that I don't yeah. think I don't think people really caught if you're not familiar with sure with that history. No, that went right over me. Yeah. I don't even think I heard his name at the moment. Because, again, I was obsessed with the little girl from Jurassic Park, so I think I even missed that point. Um, no, that's a that's a good thing. No, I didn't notice that at all. I think that obvious joke, which is not the first time Keenan Ivory makes a joke, because, once again, if you watch uh, Don't Be a Menace in South Central, I'll sip your juice in the hood, right? Um, this is the same joke of this black-empowered go back to Africa, I'm aware that that should be Afro-wearing man, is then married yeah. to a white woman, where yeah. it's like, no, like, black power. Like, yeah. the strongest black power then you see in the community, because this happens in the community, you see, sure. oh, he's married to a white woman. Happens in Don't Be a Menace, where he's like, he, he talks about his, his beautiful queen. Sure. He calls her his uh, milk of magnesia. Yeah. Hello, you beautiful milk of magnesia woman. Yeah. And there's this white woman with cornrows yep. and braces. Uh, and he's like, well, she even like, calls him in the movie, in this movie, she even says my African king. Yes. She even yes. calls him that directly yes. in this. So yeah. I think that those direct jokes are hilarious. Cause sure. Because there's, there's a moment in Don't Be a Minute. I should make you watch that with Nick. But Don't Be a Minute. <laughs> he's like, excuse me, my beautiful black ebony queen. 
can you move to the side and tell that beautiful milk of magnesia woman that I want her, please? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's so, it's so on the nose. Sure, it's sure, sure, sure. Good. It's good. All right. Well, that, that's something I'll have to watch for again when I watch it yeah, again. Yeah, I didn't sure. even pick up on that. That's a good question. What do you make me think, Lamont? <laughs> that, that is absolutely accurate. <laughs> a little delay in my air horn. That, that's okay. Well, we're still getting all the bugs out. Well, listen, this was a struggle. But yes, it was. It was an honor to have you. It was. Here. We're so happy you joined us. Thank yes. you for taking the time. We yes. know that it's uh, a little bit later there for you, so we appreciate it. Yes. Yes, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, under, I understand. <laughs> Before we sign off, Lamont, anything that you want to plug, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to let people know that they should read, watch, anything like that? Um. Just keep learning. Whatever sure. you can get hands on, uh, just keep learning. I got um, I got two books sitting over here now that I am that I'm working. Well, I've already read this one, White for Sure. Yep. A good book. Oh, yep. Um, good book. Yeah. And this is the other one that I um, just got. So sure. Wait for this. Uh, so yeah, keep learning. This is the time. Um, we got to make this society better, and we can only do that when we. Uh, know about each other and know about our histories and where we've come from and how this is affecting us right now. For sure. Sounds beautiful. Absolutely. No, that's I could not have said it better. That is absolutely accurate. Yep. We we have a we have a tremendous opportunity to catch the wave that's really been rising to a point here now and if we can all if we can all quite catch it then we can really make some pretty significant change. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely truth so marcus anything you want to plug anything you want to tell folks about um next week we will be back via zoom that's right we'll be visiting uh my parents and my people i will be calling you from there yes yeah that's how that's gonna work probably will be in the cabin and we'll be switching spots yep absolutely um but you know uh, just what Lamont said, get to know each other on both sides. It's not just sure. a one side thing. It's not just a one person thing. It's everybody thing. So I For think sure. that's always important, right? Yep. Um, nothing to plug outside of listen to us, share, follow us on Instagram Please. at Films in Black and White. Tell your friends. Um, tell your friends. We will continue this movie series. Doug has the next movie option. Yep. We have a very special guest. We're not going to go too yeah. deep into it yet. Yeah. But there's a very, another very, uh, so we had like three good guests back to back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, back to back to back. We so, only had two. Well, Brian the third one, I'm already counting. The third one, we're already counting. The third one is going to be amazing. Okay. Um, we can't even get into that one yet until no. we get some more information. But um, outside of the usual, wash your hands. Okay? Wash your hands. 20 seconds. Warm water. Irish Springs that has disinfectant in it. Okay? Make sure when you're going in getting your groceries, sometimes you got to disinfect that too. All right? Uh, and, of course, we cannot leave without telling you to wash your ass. Yep. That's right. Get up uh, in it. That's a little bit it. That's it. Sometimes just stop yep. what you're doing and yeah. look in the camera. Stop what you're doing and smell yourself. Just yeah. a smell check. Real quick. Like if you're in waft. public, if you're in public, you can do this. Yes. Just a just a do. just a quick waft, like, hey, if you sit down somewhere, sometimes when your ass stinks and you don't wash it, you sit and there's a waft of air. Yeah. Just get a gust of that. Yeah. See if like see if you on the up and up. Yeah. Because if you're not, you probably need to postpone that meeting you in. And go home for your lunch break, get a rag, and wash your ass. Or a loofah. Upgrade. They're like 38 cents. Just upgrade. A loofah with the, that's got the little curve in the thing right. so you can really get in the cracks get up and crevices. In it. Get up in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. If you care about your furniture, you'll wash your ass. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, because you are tearing a hole in you your You ever couch. been to somebody's house and they didn't just cook, but there's a stench? 
Yes. You know, we know what it's from. We know what that we is. We know what that's coming I mean, from. You keep putting on your you keep putting on your couch and you tearing a hole through your pants, through your drawers, and that stuff lingers, man. Oh, Especially Jesus. if you got like cotton couches. Yeah. Like it don't just bounce off. That right. stuff sits that, in its seat. Why, yeah. That's why Big Mama Saran wrapped her furniture. Right. See? Right. That's, they didn't do it. See? They did it because people didn't wash their ass. There you go. Let's Can't not go back to that. There we go. It fell out of style for a reason. It did. Great. I don't have anything to plug either, other than the continuation, the continuation, the continuation of washing your ass. Um, the only thing that I'm gonna say is check out some of our social media, um, Instagram. Marcus is doing an awesome, awesome job, like feeding stories that are coming from the news to the Instagram. Um, also check out our Facebook. We're revamping that, dropping on some new like pictures, photos, things from the photo shoot today. So we'll share those there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just to reiterate, tell your friends, share us with other people. Um, invite people to this conversation. I think, especially with this movie series, um, more of the conversation we had today, I think is necessary and hearing other people have it sometimes gives you that extra bit of encouragement to, to venture out and have that conversation for yourself. So that's, that's really all that I have as far as what we have to plug. That sounds good. Cool. Stick with us, grow with us as usual. Um, we got some merch on the way, some wash your ass mask, Um, lots of stuff on the way. It's going to be dope. Yep. Doug and I, Really just decided to... Yeah, it's like we flipped a switch and said, like, let's do this for real. So, um, Before it was practice. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. We'll see yeah, where we're excited. We're having a good time, so that's all that matters. Yeah. But without further ado, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, but y'all know that, though. We will see you. New episodes every Friday. Don't forget to tune in 10 a.m. And on the YouTube, follow us on YouTube as well. That's right. That's all I got. Right. We'll see y'all later. See ya. Peace. Give them a chance to grow and yep. to and forgive them and an opportunity to learn. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it's okay to hold them accountable and hold their feet to the fire when they start fucking shit up. Okay. Yep. Because you are a reflection of your friends. Yep. And you in that same vein, people you spend the most time with. Exactly. So yep. what if two or three of your people in your friend group are saying some wild ass shit? Guess what I'm gonna think about you? Oh, birds of a feather flock together. So fuck you too. Okay. Now in yeah. that same in oh, that yeah. same breath, if two or three of your friends stink i'm going to think that you ain't washing your ass that's a very good point that um, that, that stench travels it, it stench flows together okay and it doesn't and come if, out if you don't smell it and you hanging with people that are just kicking it with you and they laughing and kiki and ha ha and all the time then they don't smell it so all y'all <laughs> shitty booty right you know the best way to clear up mud butt so washing your ass hot water that's it wash thing. your ass please just get in there. Spend an extra minute. It's going to be worth it. It'll be worth the extra minute. Yes. And I completely agree with you. I mean, even on the other stuff of holding your friends accountable, um, growth is a, is a growth is a process, not a destination. Yes. Um, and so you need to always be improving and looking at ways in which you can get better. But Jesus Christ, just wash your ass. Just wash. Just do what you got to do. Just, just bend over. Listen, bend over. Right. This We're going to keep it honest with you because this is a family thing, right? How we do it? Bend over. Touch your toes. That's it. Okay. While you bend over, touch your toes with one hand, take the other one, put the towel in there. Get up in there. Yep. That's Get it. Get in there. Okay. Don't scrub too hard. Don't scrub till you bleed. But just scrub it enough so you feel fresh. Right. Okay. I mean, at the bare minimum, hot water. The at bare the minimum. Barest. Barest of minimums. So cool. That's all we got for you this week. Um, like, subscribe, leave us a review, um, and stick with us as we continue on this journey. We're very excited for it. Um, but we hope you'll continue with us. So until then, take care of each other, wash your ass, and we will see you all next week. See y'all.
I think the yeah. ugly truth is that's kind of in what's maybe something that you've learned from going through this process overall. Man, the 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 ugly truth of it all is <sighs> shit is a movie, but it's real. Um, and, and the ugly truth is this shit has been weighing heavy the entire movie series mm -hmm. doing this week after week is heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it weighs down on you a lot emotionally and, and, and mentally to watch these things and know that they are not just fictional movies. Um, these are based off of real life and real life experiences and they don't always have a happy fucking ending um no they don't but know. that's what the more than a movie series is about is diving in and realizing that a movie is something that is more than just something you turn on your tv to pass the time sometimes right. and we here at black films and black and white love to let you know and remind you that you take a movie as it is and sometimes movies are deep and they yep. have a, a relaying message um, that needs to be heard. So for me, it was hard, this entire series, and, and as necessary as it is, it's also hard as fuck to, um, to, to dive into these movies in my identity as a black man. There are certain movies I still cannot watch to this day because it's hard for me, but it was necessary to do, and I'm glad that this idea came up. I think it was Doug's idea. Um, I'm, I'm glad that this idea came up um, for us to be able to do this, especially with everything going on, because things did not just stop after George Floyd's death. Protests are still going on. Things are still happening, even in Zimbabwe. People yeah. are being abducted and, and beaten for believing in Black Lives Matter and speaking up against police brutality. Yeah. Like, we have to continue the conversation. And this was our way of using our platform to do that. Yep. George Floyd, rest in peace of Breonna Taylor, uh, arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor, uh, rest, in me, rest in peace of Maude Arbery, rest in peace to everybody that has died um, violent public executionary type deaths, you know what I'm saying? And we demand justice for Elijah McClain and everybody else, man. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'd say that to say that sitting down and, and dealing with something, I mean, the only movie that I think was in this series that was easy was I'm going to get you because it was a comedy. Yeah. But yeah. I think that that was more of an opportunity to highlight how rich black culture is and how many things mm -hmm. exist there. I think the ugly truth for me is that as much as I think, uh, and last week tonight with John Oliver made a very good point is that I think as we study history and as we look at it, I think we've assumed that certain mile markers um, have meant being done with certain racist components. Yeah. We abolish slavery. Slaves don't exist anymore. We got rid of that. Check it off the list. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. We got to the 1960s in the, in the civil rights movement. Well, check that out. Everybody's equal moving on. And I think what this movie shows us is this shit was not a fucking checkbox. It was not something you, mm -hmm. we, we crossed off years ago and we got rid of racism the day the Civil Rights Act was passed. We didn't get rid of any yep. of that. Um, this, is, nope. this, this is deep, complex, rich stuff that is not, we're not, we've never gotten any better at. So I think what it has done for me is highlighted the importance of movements like the Black Lives Matter movement because mm -hmm. can we just be fucking done with it? Can we just be, yep. you know, if, you know, Spike Lee made his movie in 1986, like that, 
that's 30 goddamn years ago. Can we be done? Mm. Like, can, can we finally get the momentum enough behind this that we can be done with some of this nonsense? Um, yep. You know, the things in Crash, that movie was 2004. That's even less time. We're talking yep. now 16 years between then, yep. and it's still a pertinent and relevant discussion piece of things that take place every day. Are we going to cure individuals of racist thoughts and actions? Maybe not. But maybe, mm -hmm. just maybe, the system won't be holding people back then also. Yeah. And that's kind Absolutely. of the movement. That's kind of the movement end of me as well. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I mean, I, I echo your sentiment of the of mourning those who have lost their lives in the battle against systemic racism. Um, I would really like to see the murderers of Breonna Taylor arrested, um, charged, tried convicted mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and on top of that gotta say that out what yeah. the fuck happened with elijah mcclain um, yeah. at least i mean i saw that they opened an fbi investigation so i'm i'm happy that there's at least some movement that way but fuck man we gotta get this we we gotta we gotta figure those we gotta stop all of them but those two specifically they've been hanging around for too long we gotta figure that shit out yep absolutely so. absolutely cool final thoughts for this particular episode as we close out <laughs> Weird. Hey, air horn. When you don't horns. know what to do, air horn it out. Air horns. Arrest um, the motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. As we close out episode twenty-one, Marcus, what are our final thoughts? What do you want to leave people with? Uh, final thoughts. Try the best to be your best. Um, do the best you can, Word. as best you can, with what you can, as best you can, because you can. You know what yep. I'm saying? And so, mm -hmm. um, I'm not asking you to save the world. I'm just asking you to be a good fucking human being um, and not just in your own, a good human being because it affects your own inner circle. Do it as if, do it because, not as if, do it because it affects those around you. There's a ripple, a ripple effect to your actions. Um, and just For always sure. keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that's the, that's the unfunny part um, yep. of things. It's, it's, yep. it's bigger. There's a bigger picture than just you and me and the things that we go through we all going to go through hell we're all going to have these moments in our life um but you have to keep going and you cannot take that out on the people around you you know what i'm saying just be a good person be a good person yeah um yeah the unfunny part for me is the same um the unfunny part of me actually is more than just the same um i actually do i, I mean marcus kind of sloughs it off like oh i took some personal time to get my head right I really, to be honest with you, I think in the in the light of what COVID has done to our society, I think what that being combined with the true prevalence and for some reason, since we all have the time to pay attention to it, mm -hmm. really looking at systemic racism, dealing with the coronavirus and the way in which our economy is currently sitting, y'all take some mental health days. Just take a day and just yeah. disconnect from shit. Whether that's yeah, disconnect absolutely. from Facebook, whether that's disconnect from Twitter, whatever, if it's social media, if it's you don't call that parent or that family member who just gets your ire up and it's oh all doom and yeah. gloom, just take yeah. a minute and just go outside, go for a walk, call a good friend and just catch mm -hmm. up. 
because at the end of the day, like what you feed your heart feeds your head. And if you yeah. feed your heart good shit and make yourself feel better, like you'll be able to sort your life out and get everything straight. So I, I think a big shout out to Marcus for being a great role model. My challenge and my final thought is I want everybody to do more of that because it's mm -hmm. really, really important. And it's super important for people um, to do across the board. Yep. On the unfunny part, yes. at the bare minimum, wash your ass. The bare, like the, the bare goddamn minimum. The bare is like, I want you to look behind you, Doug, at Stan Lee. Yep, and I want you to look at his face. That is the face of a man, may he rest in peace, Yeah. that washed his ass. Oh, he washed it before he created Spider-Man. Yep. He washed it before he created X-Men. I mean, for um, all we know, he was inspired by X-Men and Sp Spider-Man by washing by his white, ass. Just taking by that washing. Second. Just the extra second gave us Wolverine. Yeah. Imagine what yeah. the extra second, if you wipe your ass, the ideas it could give us. Next, then you, you could, could be the next Stan Lee by just taking a minute and washing your ass. You could change the fucking game by wiping <laughs> your ass. And that brings me to a quote um, I heard by Kendrick Lamar in a song that I've had Ooh. on repeat. Um, and, and it goes to the funny and the unfunny side. Shit don't change until you get up and wipe your ass. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's the perfect summary. That's what it is. As always, thank you for joining us on Films in Black and White. Um, next week, we'll be back to our kind of our usual routine of doing news, movie, news, movie. Um, yep. Again, we really appreciate everybody coming with us on this journey of this more than a movie series. It's been eye-opening for us, and we hope eye-opening for you. Um, but stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all, and we will catch y'all next week. Shout out to Lamont Sellers, Rasheena Nash, um, Haley Warren, um, shout out to Brittany. Shout out to everybody who listens to the fucking podcast. We just want to yeah. take some time to say that we love you. Yeah. We appreciate you for being on this journey. And um, yeah, wash your ass. We'll be back next week. Know what I mean, and don't forget to visit the fucking website. You know what I'm saying? You want to get yeah. in contact with us? Only way to get in contact with me is at filmsonblackandwhite.com. I'm 21, bitch. Time to do some shots, ho. Boom. Huh? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Films in Black and White. This week, we reviewed the 2004 movie Crash as a part of our More Than a Movie series. We'll be back next week with a news episode to cover all the latest breaking news from movies, comics, and pop culture. Stay connected with us, stay connected with us in between episodes by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Films in Black and White. You can also follow us on our website at filmsinblackandwhite.com where you can find more information about your co-hosts as well as snack time recommendations and all of the things that you love about Films in Black and White. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>